You are listening to 4, Raw, from 4, Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. Uh, I know you don't like to single out individuals, but the... Oh, no problem tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to make an exception today. Yeah, he was yeah. fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah. Maybe I should start like this and you will find... We spoke about that probably already. I scored four goals in the game as well. Did you? 1991. 1991. You can find it on YouTube. I'm not sure that we have a record at games this time already. <laughs> and let's I'll come back it, to more. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 it was uh, it, fantastic, of course. Really fantastic. And um, Yeah, I think Mo is on the way. So to, on, uh, on the way, that's good. I don't think that, um, that um, Mo wants or anybody else wants to be compared with... Um, with Lionel Messi, who's, uh, he is the one who is doing what he's doing. It feels like for 20 years or so, the last player I can I know that had the same influence on a team performance was Diego Maradona, I think. Well, another Argentine guy. <laughs> yes, but um, Mo is on a fantastic way, that's for sure. But how it always is in life, if you have the, if you have the skills, then you have to show it. Yeah, Tama. Hero, Big Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, yeah. Check this out. It's only one man in the house, baby, and he wears the pants. So dance, dance, dance to the rhythm we set for. Yo, Snoop. Yeah. Welcome to our world, nephew. Go ahead. <laughs> Lovely, Mane, splendid pass, Salah, oh, he's put one on his backside, he is so, so special, it's Mohamed Salah, here's Salah, defender is in trouble, it's Prodel, and support is arriving, it's Firmino, Britos wrong-footed, that's a super save from the goalkeeper. Robertson finds a way in. His cross is beautiful, and Mohamed Salah scores again. It's another picture book Liverpool goal. Salah. Spin turn. Steps away from Britosh. There goes Firmino to the near post. Oh, it's in. Liverpool has scored again. Roberto Firmino with that glowing smile. Pereira. A little unlucky from him, he went for goal really. Here is Sadio Mane, he's beaten Prodel this time. Mane still going and he's found Salah and still Mohamed Salah. Oh, he's done it! How on earth has he managed to squeeze that in? Ings makes the running behind, Danny Ings. It's a good save by the goalkeeper, a good strong hand. On to Danny Ings, glorious, still Ings. Saved by the goalkeeper, but Mohamed Salah's got himself four. And welcome to Four Raw. Four Raw is an episode uh, podcast from Four Fields of Enfield Road. We are at www.foresite. That's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E.com. A great international community of Reds. My name is Joe. I'm your host for this show, and I've got two guests with me. Say hi, Aaron. 
Hey, good to be back. Good to be back. Good to have you back. And say hi, Cameron. Hello. hello. Okay, um, great result over the weekend. Uh, very little negatives. Well, no negatives at, at all to speak of. 5-0 against Watford. Um, some incredible goals, some exemplary uh, individual performances. Um, and as we do, we're going to do a two-minute, two-cents, two-minute wrap from, from each of you. I'm going to kick this off with Aaron. Yeah, man, it's it's just uh, it's a good way, first of all, just to bounce back um, from the last result against United. And I felt like in these games, if we can get that early goal, it's really, really essential. Yep. <clears throat> and we got that. Um, and then the second one for me even was, was that much more important. Um, for the team, I felt like Watford had a moment or two, not much, but a moment or two in there where they got a little confidence from that guy Perea um, on the right side. But other than that, I, I thought we kept that pretty pretty good at the back. Defense didn't have much work to do at all. Um, but overall, it's just amazing. Running out of things to say about Salah, um, so I'll yeah. leave that for everybody else. I think he's personally probably on drugs or something, the way he's playing. <laughs> it's almost like a, a, a video game. Um, but I think Mane, for me, it's honorable mention if we're talking about um, facilitating passes and, and getting things going. So, yeah, overall, just really happy. 5-0, you, you can't really complain about that. Yeah, I think the, 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 the what tripped me up over the scoreline was the fact that he scored four. <laughs> so I'm thinking in my mind that he he scored uh, all the goals, yeah, but yeah. obviously leaving out Bobby in that. In that. How can I miss out Bobby? What an amazing, amazing goal. Okay, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Salah as well uh, a lot more. Um, okay, Cam. Your uh, yeah, no, I thought that um, that we came out uh, nice and quick, getting that early goal, just like Aaron said. Uh, yeah. That's kind of been a, a key aspect for, for games in the past for us this season. Um, I think he kind of just <coughs> nailed, put the nail on the head uh, with everything I wanted to say. Mane was just a great distributor. He was making passes all over the place. He he set up Robertson down the, down the left-hand side um, for, for, the goal, for one of Salah's goals. Um, he he sent he sent him in uh, a couple other times. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a, a really nice performance from everybody. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm unlucky with Chan and his his little back in, injury. Hopefully, it's mm-hmm. nothing too serious because yep. I think he's pretty key yep. uh, going forward. And other than that, <laughs> Salah with four. What can you say? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, as Aaron said, we're just running out of things to say about this guy because he's. He's, um, I mean, I put out a tweet. I mean, people say that he's on fire, but I don't think he's on fire. He is fire at the moment, burning down every record, mm-hmm. everything that you could say about him. And he, he just goes, uh, he just he, he puts in another performance and he just brings that notch even higher. Um, and everyone is just stunned. It's just stunned. Um, he's right in the mix of some of the biggest names in world football. Um, so much so that, so much so that people are now coming from the opposite direction saying that you know it's unfair to be comparing him with people like Messi or he should, he should not be comparing him with people like Ronaldo or cannot, cannot be comparing him with someone like Suarez they're all different I mean the latest one is Hendo Hendo um, Hendo is saying that uh, okay Suarez can't be, uh, uh, Salah cannot be compared to Suarez so you've got all of these comparisons that's, that came in before and then now it's like no um, shouldn't be comparing him with with, with you know, with these guys, um, uh, Garcia, Javi Garcia, of the Watford manager, actually said that Salah is unstoppable. Um, like mm. like Messi, obviously Garcia should know um, a little bit because um, he managed uh, Osasuna, Osasuna, and they were beaten seven nil 
uh, at Camp mm. Nou by Barca, uh, where Messi scored a hat trick. Okay, mm. um, and he, you know, Garcia said that you know even the best laid plans can be ripped to shreds when players like Salah and and Messi uh, come into the frame. Um, you know, you can prepare defensively, you can put out all your tactical plans, but then you have the game, and then these guys they they, they just do something else. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself here because I want to spend a little bit of time talking about Salah after this. But okay, let's talk about other players first. Okay, I want to start with I want to start with our fullbacks. Okay, Robo on the left, Gomez on the right. Do you think, Aaron, that this is the right balance between defense and offense? Uh, that's such a good question, Joe. Um, uh, are we just talking specifically about the fullbacks, right? Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it is a good balance. Um, I think Joe still has that kind of tendency to 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 um, turn off a bit just mentally in games, whether it's high balls on that side or trying to get back. I think he pulled down. I forget who the winger was on that left side, um, almost in the box. Luckily, it wasn't. Um, which I mean, you know, it's okay, no big deal. Yeah. But I'm I'm very very happy with our fullbacks. Um, Robertson is kind of becoming that other guy too, where. You, you run out of things to say. Um, he's not always 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10, but for most games he is. Yep. And if you looked at that that assist he gave today, mm. um, his reaction afterwards, he was so happy because it was like there were so many games where Robbo puts those balls in and either yep. a little is left to be to, – to, to, to to, to, there's a little bit more that you want from it or there's nobody there to get it. So when you finally get it, it just it, – it clicked and it linked up and he was just really, really proud of that. So – no, I'm I'm happy with the fullbacks. Um, I'm still not sure, honestly, who on that right side who I prefer more times yeah. than not between him and him and Trent um, for Gomez. That is, but all in all, I think I think it is a good link um, from from back to forward. Cam, uh, okay, obviously I'm asking this question coming back the uh, um, from you know on the back of the the United um, defeat and some. Um, you know, individual errors. But again, I'm not pointing fingers and blaming people or Trent on it because as I said, and as we covered uh, in the post-show um, and in the pre-show, um, you know, we wanted we wanted Trent to start. So yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he hasn't suddenly become a bad player. He's still a good player. He's had a great season. Right. And he's just had a bum game, right? So that's fine. You can't judge him mm-hmm. on this. Um, and then some people were saying that, okay, um, Maybe for against United, we needed to have a little bit more defensive um, stability there, and maybe Trent is better going forward, but not necessarily uh, as a defensive rock. And that's where the errors kind of came in as well. Again, I'm not putting all the blame on him. Cameron, do you think then now... Okay, again, same question as I posed to Aaron. Robbo is a shoe in because, hey, as Aaron says, every game is almost like 7, 8, 10, 9, or almost 10 kind of player rating. So he's putting in the consistency there and that's what we need. So Robo is a shoe-in on the left. On the, on, and on the right, um, who do you think offers the best balance then? Robo Trent, Robo Gomez? Um, yeah, I think for the, the entire system uh, to work, you really need those attacking fullbacks. 
Okay. And, and Trent gives you that. But um, I think Gomez is better when the ball's in front of him, mm-hmm. defending and keeping keeping things in front. Yep. So, again, it is it is a tough question. They both kind of give you different different aspects. But what I did like to see from, from Gomez from that last game is he did get up the wing and he he put in some some dangerous crosses in there. They didn't connect yeah. like Rabos, but um, right. but that was actually pretty encouraging to see. You've seen him in the in the past uh, the season where he's hitting crosses and they're going out for goal kicks or 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 he's pulling it back and recycling it where the ball just came from. So it was nice to see that he. I think he knows that he needs to bring that aspect of his game to yeah. to lock down a, a position like that. Yeah. So um, if he can continue to do that, then I say Gomez. If not, then um, then um, I say Trent Alexander for the for the future. So yeah, um, I I'm the current perspective that I have is it depends depends on the team. Uh, it depends yeah. on the opponent. So yeah. I think if the team, if the if our opponent is someone that um, plays, a, you know, open f- attacking football, okay, um, then you know, uh, going with Gomez could po- possibly and po- plausibly be the better option. Um, someone, a team that sits back, or you know, they may surrender the the ball and, and allow us to have the possession of the ball. Then maybe Trent is better in those kinds of uh, examples. Um, so in this case, maybe you know, you can make a case that both either one could have been could have worked really. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you know, pulling Trent out of the firing line immediately post United. Uh, and then giving Gomez a shot at it. Could, we, you know, obviously, it was a good decision context of the result uh, right. of this game. But moving forward, okay, and again, we're going to be talking about this later. Uh, could this then be the pairing, Robo Gomez, for the game against City mm. for the Champions League? Because you know, you know, City are going to come at us. We're going to get at them. Um, how does that how does that then factor into the into the thinking on this? It doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's hard. It's hard to say because um, you know I think you bring up a good point. It really depends on the team we're playing, the system they're playing, you know, and how we match up with that. A team like City is definitely going to attack just like us. Yeah, you know, that's going to be a, a huge slugfest. And I feel like in those games, um, or especially in this game coming up uh, against them in the first leg, at least. I think we're going to have to see something slightly different from Cloud. I don't know what that is. You know, him and the managers get together and figure that out. But I think that we need to throw something in there that that City doesn't 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 really see. And if that means maybe I mean at home, maybe sitting back a little bit. I know it's not in Klopp's that you really wouldn't think about being defensive when it comes to Klopp. But I think there's something we do need to change. And so I feel like maybe in that first game, we we play with Gomez because you know, like Cam said, Gomez does show these signs of of getting forward and, and, and being smart and putting balls in a box. Sometimes they don't really get connected with, but he is improving in that part of the game. So, um, you know, I think with, with, with Sonny over there on that side, man, he could really, really be a terror on that left side. And and not that I don't trust Trent, but I just feel like Gomez with that, with that maybe a bit better defensively, um, a little more stocky, bigger, um, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, may, may help us best in that game. Um, and then when we go away to, to, to the empty head, uh, we can go ahead and attack and, and get <laughs> goals um, in that game. So <laughs> nice one. Um, I'm I'm actually um, have a reverse view from you. So the first game mm-hmm. is at Anfield, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we should go full out all offense. <laughs> full, oh really? Yeah, okay. Just okay. like just like we played against, um, just like that the, the second game, the four three 
Ah, um, uh, okay. Win. Gotcha. Um, and we we kind of did we go f- two or three goals up for uh, three goals, right? We got three goals up. I think it was three before they scored three. one. I think. I think so. Yes. Something like that. So just just go for a like a blitzkrieg kind of um, um, mm. approach, um, mm. and then work on then obviously a, a, a greater defensive stability. I think we have a, much more of that. Uh, leaving out the, the 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 brain farts, of course, but uh, because I mean that's the only reason why they came back and and, and scored the three goals. But we still got right, we still right. got the W on that on that one. Um, so at Anfield, I think really, I think you know, just just hit them, just go for, just go for a knockout blow, you know. Just well, well, see, um, I'll let you get in in a second, Cam. But don't you feel like that may be to the detriment like if we open up too much at home you know we know city is, is lethal and they can get goals and the whole thing is at home that first leg is to try mm-hmm. to nullify them scoring you know more than one hopefully so i mean i hear what you're saying but i just feel like that that might be if, if we come out just all guns blazing um sure we'll get the goals that's what liverpool does but i just feel like is that going to be too much too much of a of a risk to have city also you know get two or three goals i don't know Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's talk about the the city game later. Coming back to this game, okay. Fullbacks. Okay, we talked about. We spent some time on that. Okay, let's talk about John Henderson, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about John Henderson. <clears throat> right, what's your so, What's your view? Um, I thought that um, in the beginning of the game, he he looked um, pretty solid, just moving the ball around. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as kind of the first half went on, I saw just. Uh, a little complacency on the ball. He tried to do a flick, turned into a turnover, a little bit of a counter. We didn't end up getting scored on, which was which was good. Um, couple presses where where it they didn't work out. They went past him. But in that second half, he was not even the same player. It was it was right. like a complete switch. And so he held it down in the second half. Um, really really did well. Um, and uh, yeah, made, put it put in a seven out of ten effort. So. Yeah, we we know that um, Hendo doesn't always get the praises he uh, that he deserves, um, but again here he showed um, um, leadership, didn't he, Aaron? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, and yeah, Henderson has been that kind of guy that's, that's easy to be. Um, you know, not everyone's always on one accord with with him being the, being the captain, being in the Liverpool team in general, or, or what have you. I think it's definitely split amongst the fan base. Um, I wasn't expecting an amazing performance from him or the likes of Genie. They, they've been out for a significant amount of time. Yeah, uh, I, I thought there'd be some rustiness there, and that's what it was really. Um, there was a moment there in that first half, one of the one of the giveaways Henderson had, and and um, they hadn't really been pressed like that. And, and all of a sudden, to Corey, he sees the Corey coming up on him, and so he he kind of gives the ball away. Mm-hmm. Luckily, mm-hmm. it didn't hurt us. Um, it didn't count against us, and obviously we kept a clean sheet. But um, you know, I expected Hendo to have some kind of moments there growing into the game. Um, the same with Genie. So I think overall we were okay. But yeah, I agree. He definitely showed his leadership out there um, and was in and around a lot of the things we did as far as moving the, the ball from the back to the front. So yeah, I thought he was fine today. Was yeah, fine. yeah. I, I mean, despite what every, everyone says, I mean, I've, I've been a great supporter of Hendo. I've always been his critic as well. Um, but, you know, it's part and parcel of, of, um, of being captain and anchoring this side and, and, and all of that. Because I think it's it's really critical now, us now being in the in this uh, semis, okay, for Champions League. It's going to be very very important um, that you know we get leadership on pitch on point. 
So we're gonna need we're gonna need a leader on the pitch. Um, so it's good to see uh, John Henderson play first and foremost, and then play um, uh, play well. So yeah, sorry, you wanna say something, Cameron? Oh no, I was I was just agreeing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so okay, that's Hendo. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about. Oh my God, what else are we gonna say, Bobby? Yeah. Um, same old, same old, man. Just uh, another no look. Another no look. That was just amazing, man. The, the pass, of, of course, was amazing as well. It seems like everything we did today, it, it really revolves around Salah, I mean, to be honest. But that, that pass was was crazy. And for me, it was how many times did we see Salah run down these balls that looked Oof. like they were going out of bounds? And if it was a different player, they probably would have wouldn't have been able to save it. Yep. So on that goal, on that goal for for, for uh, Firmino, I think Britos, who was on toast all day, uh, tried to clear the ball, and it looked like he's going out to the byline or to the the you know the the goal line or whatever, and um and he runs that down, yeah. gathers it, and and puts an amazing pass into to Roberto. And we know the rest, the yeah. back hit, the back heel, back kick, back foot, whatever thing, and it goes in. So, um and and again, you know, Firmino is doing what he he always does, which no other striker and does. I mean, he, that 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 work rate to go back, fight guys off the ball, um, funnel things back into to the offensive side. It's just amazing. Uh, Firmino was also another player who was really, really good, although maybe overshadowed by, by Salah's brilliance. <laughs> it's the story did, did of the Did you guys season. see the banter stat? Say again? Did you guys see the banter stat comparing Firmino and Pogba? No. No, I didn't see that. No. So so the, the stat was that Pogba scored three goals in all competitions this year, mm. and Bobby scored four without looking at the goal. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well... Anyone that goes to Manchester United under Jose Mourinho, I mean, you should have. Did you did you see the the, the thing about um, Luke Shaw? Then mm -mm. I don't know whether you no. saw Harshly that. Harshly criticized. No, all the players. Uh, the Telegraph. The Telegraph. Um, he pulled him off. Uh, Jose pulled Luke Shaw off um, against uh, uh, Brighton. Hall. Brighton. Yeah. Okay. Um, he pulled him off. I think at halftime. I think. Um, and the Telegraph then ran a story saying that the United players are, um, are not happy or they think that, you know, um, Luke Shaw is being bullied by um, Jose. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you, run, when you have stories like that, well, whether it's sensationalism or not, um, you know, Nemanja, Ma Matic came out and said that he's still one of the best managers around. You needed, a, you needed a, one of your players who was with you at Chelsea and then now mm -hmm. at United to come out and say and speak up for you, right? So, you know, when you run stories like this, and I'm sure undercurrent there's something happening there, uh, and then with all these attacks that, you, that Jose um, has been, he's, he's, I don't know what's happening. He's, he's just... This is this is this his year three meltdown or what? Because it's just it's happening much earlier now, um, and he, I think he's con he, if he continues this, he's he's he, he's going to lose his dressing room. He, I think he he certainly lost some sections of his fan base as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and and just what you had said, like he's usually only at um, a club for one or two years. He three wins years, yeah. he wins something, he goes somewhere else, and he tries to rebuild. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty interesting that they're that they're kind of melting down and and that their fa fans aren't happy the the players um <clears throat> if that story is if that story is true um if the players aren't happy with the way he's treating other players um then it's uh, crazy 
Uh, it serves us well, um, doesn't it? Because um, there, there is a race for second place. Um, so in between us, um, uh, caught between Meltdown Manchester uh, and Crocked Kane, um, it's not too bad, is it? It's not looking too... Because, you know, you know we want to... How many games is there? Seven games, is it, in the league? I think Seven. so. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four... Six? No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 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 seven. Seven, seven in the league. Of course, then not counting Champions League. Of course, um, seven games in the league. You know, you want you want to be as well oiled a machine um, as possible. You know, mm-hmm. you want the water to be calm, and you need everyone to roll together. Okay. Now, obviously, United are in the in the semis now um, of the FA Cup. They got drawn against Spurs. Troll face, troll face, um, <laughs> and it's 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 interesting. It's United versus Spurs. Both teams, you know, uh, United on, on second, Spurs on fourth, um, and and then we are just just going from strength to 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 strength. So, how does it look right now for you, Aaron, with this race for second? Given all oh, these good. problems, it, yeah. it looks good. If, even if, uh, I said even before the United match, no matter what the the uh, result was obviously wanting wanting a positive result, but I always thought we would get second. Um, I always thought we were literally the 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 second of the, you know the, the best of the rest, if you will. Um, uh, and, and honestly, if, if some things would have gone a little differently, we'd have so many draws. I think we could be battling with City, but that's a whole different story. Um, but I, yeah, second looks good for me. Um, I've always said it too as well, though. Like I, I think top four is what is what's important. I don't think this year we can be knocked out or anything by whoever wins the Europa League or whatever. Like if Arsenal win that, I don't think that'll really affect us. So um, as long as we're in that 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 Champions League, one of those Champions League places, I, I can't really be bothered really of where it is. I'd like to get second. If we don't, it, it's not going to be um, anything disappointing for me. Um, I'm really excited about finishing this season off well, um, but even, probably even more so. This quarterfinal draw, that's really what mine is on. Not not Everton, not anything. I'm I'm really just focused on this this city city uh, matchup coming up. Yeah. 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 I'm on the same page with you with that. Just uh if if we're thinking about future development and, and bringing the club back to where, where they wanna be, are people gonna say, Oh yeah, Liverpool finished second, I, I really wanna go really wanna go play there or are they gonna be like, Oh, Liverpool is is competing in the semifinals or the final of the Champions League, like that's a team that I'd want to play for. Like that's exactly. gonna be the, that's gonna be the one that that attracts players. That's gonna so if we can push as as far in Champions League as possible, then then that's gonna attract big names. That's gonna attract the, the players that, that that we want to to bolster the squad and to give us to give us depth in, in certain positions. So. Um, yeah, definitely more focused on the Champions League because yep. I don't see us finishing out of out of top three or top four in the Prem. But I mean, as as a manager, as like Klopp, he's still focused on every game in in the Prem and in in the Champions League. So I'm I'm glad that we have a manager that can focus on both because I can only focus on one. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Hey, uh, you know, I I think I probably need another cup of coffee because you know I, I misspoke again. <laughs> Um, obviously, it's the quarterfinal of the Champions League and not the semifinal, as I said. Oh, did you say semi? Yeah, I said semifinal, but I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yes, of course, we're going to be in the semis. Oh, of course, good. why not? Okay, I'm going to uh, <laughs> let's, let's just move a um, side discussion. Uh, coming back, I have I want to talk about one other player. 
Um, but Aaron, I'm just going to jump on what you just said, and because you mentioned Arsenal. Okay, so a thought occurred to me a couple of days ago. Um, what if Arsenal win Europa League? Okay, and it's a question both posed to both of you, right? So what if Arsenal win the uh, Europa League? Do you think that will be considered a good season for them? Oh, God, man, you got on top of the questions today, man. Um, I, Despite all that's happened so far. Yes, yeah, that's a hard one because I, I feel like in a way it would because they would be in Champions League. Um, but then it's just like that shouldn't be Arsenal's standards. You know, a team like that, they've, they've really, really fallen down. Um, I mean, Tottenham's, you can you could say they, they've pretty much taken over that North London, uh, you know, rivalry or whatever. Right now, it looks that way. Um, I think the fans will be happy. Um, they'll be in the Champions League. Maybe they feel like, you know, they can kind of go on from there. But to me, it's really down to, to Arsene Wenger, which I, I just feel like you, you'll have to literally drag him out of there. I think he's just too, too um, he's in love with that club. And I, and I think it's, it's two things. That could be the saving grace for him and his job. Um, mm-hmm. And it could be the saving grace just for the team and and and, and, the, and the fan the support because um, that would put a, a bit of a shiner on in a good way on, on this season because it's been really bad. Let's be honest, but getting getting in the Champions League um, through Europa League would I think would be good for them. I think they would look at that as somewhat of a a success and a positive from from a season that's been really really dismal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think the uh, a very similar way. I think it's as good of a season as you could have expected um, as, as an Arsenal fan going, going throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, uh, if you guys have watched Arsenal fan TV, they're, they're freaking out. They want Arsenal. They want Kroenke out, all, all these different things. So if they were to get to, to get uh, Europa League and, and qualify for Champions League, I think uh, most supporters would be, would be mildly surprised with that mm-hmm. um uh, but at the same time if you're if you're arsenal football club that shouldn't be your standard you should be finishing top four and i mean obviously they've been doing it for two decades since he's been there but um mm-hmm. uh yeah time, times are changing he's got to adapt see what he can do yeah well they've drawn uh csk uh now so the first first leg is um you know at home for them and then uh, on the third, on the twelfth, they they go to to to, to Moscow. Um, tough, 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 tough t- opponent for them. To be honest with you, they haven't really played each other too many times. Um, but in the past, um, I'm I'm only seeing right now. Um, they played each other twice. Okay, home and away in 2006 in the Champions League. Um, and CSK got the best of Arsenal. So uh, Moscow, uh, CSK beat Arsenal 1-0 at home. And in the game at home against Arsenal, they, it was a 0-0 draw. So um, CSK had done quite well in this, in this, in this term as well in, this, in the Europa League. So um, this is, it's not a forgotten conclusion that they, they think that they're going to win. Because, I mean, some fans, obviously, they want something to cling on to. Um, but and they, they, just be bored. They, they just beat Dortmund, right? CSK? Um, Did they beat Dortmund in the Europa, and that's why they play in Arsenal? One sec. No, Leon. Oh, Leon, right? Okay, Leon. Okay, okay. Yeah, Leon. Oh, did I get that right? Hold on. Yeah, 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 Leon. Yeah. Leon. Okay. Okay. Three two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And they beat Leon twice, by the way. 
home and away. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they've gone through, let's just look at some of these teams that they've beaten, okay? Um, Lyon, they've beaten Red Star, Belgrade. Ugh, not interesting. <laughs> um, okay, that's. that's I'm not seeing all the rest of the games here. Okay, never mind. Doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting question because, you know, despite all the stuff that they've gone through and, you know, plausibly still going further in the Europa League competition, I'm just wondering whether Arsenal fans are going to be happy with that. Okay. Coming back to us, I want to talk about another guy, Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think he did really, really well because when he came in, apart from injecting an immediate set of fresh legs for us um, with a high press, um, he actually showed glimpses of his intelligence in the final third. So there was a succession of well-timed, incisive runs, and he, uh, uh, you know, he actually deserved to be on the on the score sheet. Uh, he nearly got one, probably, um, probably twice, actually. Twice. Yeah. Could have been yeah. twice. What's your? Um, he, he's he's. Now, we, we address this question um, at various points of this show through the season. We talked about whether we need a, a centre-forward uh, by given, you know, Sturridge. Uh, obviously, I don't think he's going to be continuing to be a Liverpool player and assuming that we are going to sell him for something, uh, for pennies, probably. Um, whether we're going to be buying a centre-forward. but And then, of course, there's Divock. Divock, some people say that he's going to be back next season. Um, but here Danny Ings is putting his head down. You know, he's been involved in a ton of under-23 games, getting back to full fitness. And I think for this game, he's actually showing, um, it's not just his work ethic, but he is a viable danger man, isn't he, Cameron? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ings is still 25 years old. And if he can, if he can put his terrible injury spell behind him and, and and have a, a a fairly healthy career going forward. I mean the 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 guy's smart. He makes good runs. He's I mean he can strike the ball, but it just uh, I think it's for him. It's just getting that confidence back, putting one in, and then I think maybe a couple will come through. Um, but I mean yeah, I he still still hasn't still hasn't done yeah. the done the job. Yep. Um, but I still think as a as as a uh, an option for a backup for Firmino who doesn't miss like any games ever and is super healthy is is playing ninety minutes most of the games like how how big of a backup forward do we need like how like yeah. how important is that if if we can bring in Ings and and yeah. save whatever fifty sixty million on spending it on another backup striker who might yeah. just end up being angry that he's not playing. You know, that's an excellent point, Cam, because that was actually going to be my next question. Um, why spend 30, for, well, $30 million for a world-class center forward? I don't think anyone is going to be, anyone is going to be available at that price, but 40, 50, 60 million, you know, those kinds of amounts of money that we're talking about here. Spending this amount of money on a center forward to sit on the bench, okay? But what, what is your perspective on this? Does it, do you think it really matters? Because you talk about price. Does that mean that price equals you need to start um, or you still need to come and prove yourself because the price is the price, the market determines the price. You need to then to prove yourself in this team, in this system, in this squad. 
um, versus someone like Danny Ings and we're dismissively, are we being dismissive when we say that, yeah, we don't need to spend 50, 60 million on a centre forward because we already have Danny Ings and he will be happy to sit on the bench. Do you think that's a fair statement for Danny Ings to, to, to make of Danny Ings, Aaron? Um, no, probably not. Um, and I think it's a good point about um, hopefully if he can come good at some point, we could save that money. But I think that's a big if. I think the injury issue is something that I think we need to be concerned about. I'm sure he is. Well, hopefully not while he's on the field. But that's a serious injury, and he's he's had some kind of setbacks from here and uh, from time to time. Um, and you, we all know our, our history with, with injuries. You know, Sturridge, Hendo's got some stuff going on recently, Lalana, whatever, whatever, Klein. So... Yeah, I think I think I think at some point we cannot. I mean, Firmino is human. I know he plays like he's not sometimes, but there is yeah. going to be a time where he gets injured. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen at some point. And if we're all honest with ourselves, we're not looking at the bench saying, yes, well, at least we got Danny Ings. We're just not. Not at this point. Um, I think Origi would be somebody who I would not necessarily be excited with. But knowing the system playing with us, I think getting double digits last season or close to it in goals, all competitions. Um, that's a guy in my mind that you look at and say, OK. We can put him in there. Um, he, he knows the system. He has a pretty good um, record as far as, you know, um, not, not being injured or what have you. Look, I like Danny, and I think he puts a lot of good effort in. He did that in the game yesterday. I don't think he was great, but with the time he got, he, he did. He was, on the, he was on the front foot. And you could say because if he was in the game, we got that last goal. He was in around that, the ricochet off the goalkeeper, whatever. So he was being active. He, he, was, he was being aggressive. But, I mean, moving forward, he's just not a guy that I feel like we need to keep. And the guy we do bring in, if we do, okay. is someone who needs, to, who needs to fight for their place. He's, he shouldn't be just guaranteed, you know, to play every week. But that, that Danny, that's Danny. He's fighting for his place. That's him. Yep. Uh, right? Okay. That's him, right? But, okay, the only question there is then is the, is the requisite quality because he hasn't, oh, he hasn't scored in, what, two years? Is that right? Two years? Yep. Since 2015. That, well, that that whole stat is funny to me because he hasn't really been playing either. So it's, yeah, exactly, yeah, I mean, that, exactly. That, it's a fact, but it's yeah, like, yeah. kind of hard, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what what I have to say on this is um, what we were just talking about spending forty, fifty, sixty million on a on a backup striker. Yeah. I understand that the that the market's different from it from when it used to be. Yeah. But if you can see, if you look back to what to the way Klopp bought players at Dortmund. He got some players on bargains and then developed them into the players that they were. Yeah. Lewandowski for three million. Um, I think he got Shinji Kagawa on on uh, a free. He got Matt Hummels for three million. He got Pierre Mc Aubameyang for nine. So, like, I think that in that situation, if if Ings isn't isn't the option or isn't the right option in his mind after this year. Yeah. <clears throat> What he can do is is do his bargain buying just like he did with with getting rid of uh, Kevin Stewart for eight million, getting getting Robertson in for eight million, basically uh, even draw there and and then put him right into the starting lineup. There's Klopp has done that multiple times throughout his career, yep. where he gets these guys that nobody's heard of or, or or doesn't see the potential in, and then all of a sudden it's like wow, Lewandowski, world class striker, he's mm. one of the best in the world now, and he got him for. For a couple million, so it's so I I I don't think we'll spend forty or fifty million. But if also and if if Ings isn't the right option in Klopp size, he's gonna find somebody that's the right option. Not forgetting, okay. Did you guys see? Okay, you know, um, uh, uh, RB Leipzig just beat Bayern Munich, right? Nabi, no, Nabi, two, wow. <laughs> two goals. Kita scored one. 
Timo Werner, another another player that we're being linked with, okay? And I'm not sure how credible this is or not and whether Leipzig are going to be selling him and whether they want to sell him to us and they'll be totally pissed off with us, maybe. Okay, Kita scored, Timo scored, and the guy who set up Timo was Kita. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 this and this goal that he set up, okay, the, sec- the, the goal uh, that Kita set up for, for Timo. And, you know, I can just see... Just see him replicating that in a Liverpool shirt, and and oh, instead yeah. of Timo getting at the end of that, I can see Danny Ings getting in at the end of that. Ooh. I can see I can see Danny Ings getting at the end of that. I mean, okay, it could be a Danny Ings, it could be Salah. Okay, this is beside the point. But you know, we do need to we do need a, a, a deep enough uh, a bench and a player player depth to rotate. Across various competitions, yeah, okay, we got out of the 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 um, Kara fucking Bao Cup. Uh, we're not in the FA Cup. Um, okay, we still, you know, league is gone, but obviously, his qualification for Europe is still there. Champions League, we're still in the mix, of course, um, and we're gonna need all these players. So, I think that the question here then is then the prioritization. I think Cameron, you rightly mentioned it. Um, you know, and then of course with Divock. So I don't know what is the story now with him and whether Klopp sees him uh, back uh, in, 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 at Liverpool. Um, so it's all a bit of question mark. But I think certainly just from an observer point of view, um, it doesn't seem as if centre forward is going to be a priority again uh, this uh, summer uh, window. Then again, I want to ask, who is the priority? <laughs> who is he going to who is he going to target? Okay. Never mind. Uh, we are going to take a break um, as we do. Uh, but when we come back, we are going to be talking about Salah, the record breaker, uh, and the, all the comparisons that have been made of him. Okay, uh, so don't go anywhere, listeners. Uh, we will be right back. Record breaker. Record breaker. I am a record breaker. Okay, uh, the record Salah has broken at Liverpool and those he still could. Just uh, preferring an article on our website, www.foresight.com. Uh, and also, by the way, I'm so crap at doing this. Do, do, uh, listeners, you're listening to this, do subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, we should be there. If you can't find us, just search for Forecast. That's F-O-A-R-C-A-S-T. We've got two shows. Forecast is the preview show and For Raw is our review show. This is the one that you're listening to right now. And of course, there are plans for other shows to come into the schedule as well. So do remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. And of course, we are on so many other platforms on Android as well. So again, search for Forecast. That's F-O-A-R-C-A-S-T. Now, coming back to Salah. Uh, there's The sky's the limit with this guy. He's continuing to break all kinds of records. And there's still two months left of the season. There's still plenty of time for him to continue setting more records. Okay. Here are some of the records I'm going to reel off for you. Best debutant in Liverpool's history. 
36 goals. 28 in the league, one in the Cup, seven in the Champions League in 40 games so far this season. This is more than Fernando Torres, 33, set in 07-08. Most goals for Liverpool in the Premier League era. He has already equaled Robbie Fowler's 36 goals from 95-96. Most left-footed goals, already beaten Fowler, scoring 23 with his left foot. Top scorer in the big European leagues. He's now scored 28 games. Guess who's behind him? Messi, who only has 25. And Messi is currently on fire because Ronaldo is trying to catch up with him. Ronaldo has just scored four goals against, uh, what was that team? Giron or Giroud or whatever that. Yeah, Girona. Girona, Girona. Six, six, one was it? Six, three, six, three. Yep, six, three. Six, three, okay. Uh, uh, four more than Nasiro Immobile, Edinson, Cavani, Ka- Harry Kane. Ka- Harry Kane, I think the race for the Golden Boot, um, touch, touch wood, okay, uh, for the Premier League top scorer is, is more or less in the bag now for, for Salah, unless because Kane, you know, is, is out, okay. Uh, who's one, who's the one closest to him? Aguero, right? Yeah, over uh, 21, Aguero, and 21. Uh, and Aguero has been in and out again with all kinds of injuries unless he has some phenomenal um, scoring record and you know I don't see Salah stopping stop scoring he's going to continue to score okay record efficiency The uh, he scored four goals with four shots against Watford yes I just said the winger I just said the winger fucking hell <laughs> He's yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing. He's, he, you know, we usually talk about strikers, you know, with these. If you think about the guys' records he's breaking for Liverpool, they're all strikers. I mean, I, I believe. And so yeah, that's know. kind of the fascinating thing about it. I mean, and again, to go back real quick on some of the things Cam said about, you know, the players that Klopp prize. I mean, let's all be honest. Maybe we did. But a lot of these players that we have, Salah, Mane, Genie, a lot of people didn't see much in these players coming in. You know, Ox. A lot of people didn't see anything about these guys. But under Klopp, They've all just really just skyrocketed, man. I mean, Salah's a special case. But, I mean, all of these guys have just been far better than they've been anywhere else in their in their career, I believe. Um, especially the, the four guys, you know, Firmino, Salah, Mane. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's still the clock factor. And, and it's just amazing that Salah is doing this in all different ways. I mean, he literally pretty much crossed over three grown men in the box. For that, for that, for I think it was the fourth or the fifth goal. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. This guy, the footwork, the 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 strength that was really shocking to me to see how strong he was, uh, you know, before coming to this season. Um, but yeah, Salah's doing some amazing things, man. He had, he took a little break at United. We'll, we'll take that. We'll take the L on that. But other than that, man, I can't see this stopping. He might get forty five, if not more. Which is nuts when you think about it. Hey, Aaron, you you touched on a couple of good points there, and several some things have surprised me. Uh, you know, you 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 said his, his, you mentioned his strength, right? And you look at him and you don't think this is a very very strong guy, but you know what? He's, he, he doesn't get pushed off. Yeah, and and he seems to have this low center of gravity, almost like mm-hmm. like Suarez. Almost. Mm-hmm. I, I know I, I hate to, to be bringing other players in comparison, but just only for, for us to, to, to have a point of reference. Like Suarez, like Messi, you know, all these guys that have got low center of gravity. Um, that goal that he scored, you know, skipping. Pa- 
And you know how how did he put that? How did he how did he score that? And I said, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I was thinking, wow. For the first time, you know, okay, these comparisons with Messi, because I can only see Messi scoring something like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I, I'm on the same page with you as that. Like he's he's scoring goals that only only Messi is scoring, and uh, that's the crazy thing. Um, and and he's he's been amazing this season. The one thing that um, I I I've seen his comparison with Messi is um, uh, Messi's been doing it over for 25 goals a season for about yeah. nine years now. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's tough to compare him to the best player of all time, but it's awesome to see that a player in our team has those similar qualities that is scoring those similar type goals that he's not taking a touch unless it is completely necessary and sets up his like it sets up his goal like he's 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 so per, like perfect in in his precision with his touches it's it's unreal okay the hits keep on rolling okay top scorer in a season in premier league history jesus only four players andy cole alan shearer Cristiano Ronaldo and Luis Suarez have scored more than 30 goals in a season in the Premier League, with the record set at 34 goals by Shearer and Cole, and Salah only six behind with seven games to play. Shit, <laughs> he could hit another four against Palace after the break. Fucking do it. Top Africans goal scorer in a season. If Salah scores once more, he'll equal Didier Drogba's 29 goals that were set in 2009-2010. Uh, uh, when he was then, Didier Rockra was the league's top scorer then. Top scorer in a season at, for Liverpool. <laughs> he could still beat Ian Rush's record of 47 goals. Uh, I don't know about that one. Wow. I don't know about that one. Uh, best <laughs> goal scoring ratio. Best goal scoring ratio in Liverpool history. 36 goals, 41 games. 0 0.88 goals per game. Mm. Yeah. And, and just that's insane. It's insane, 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 insane. Okay, then, um, oh God, what else? I mean, to think that we'd be talking about Ronaldo and Messi chasing Salah for for the most goals in a season is just amazing, and that puts everything in perspective. Two of the players, when we think about you know the best players in the world, are chasing Salah, who was supposed to be a, a Chelsea reject. Um, what, what, what's that famous thing that that woman said? He, he's not better than Quadrado oh. or something. <laughs> Just another Juan Quadrado, yeah. Right, right, right. So, oh I mean, my God, she's never gonna live uh, that where, down. Where is she? Where is she at right now? I would love to have a conversation with her. Unfortunately, because... still working in football. Ah, okay. Ah, uh, okay. yeah. Okay, you know uh, what? Yeah, we've all made weird calls. That was pr that's probably up right up there. One of the most st stupidest. No, that's true stupidest calls that was ever made in the history of football punditry um yeah. you know it's it's a shame it's a shame i hate to be to, to bring in the gender part into this it's a shame that she made it because i can tell you that there's a lot of women who know a hell of a lot of football and probably much more than this woman yeah no question yeah no question. so to be reading stuff like you know woman go back to the kitchen and all that it's like so unfair you know, just because she's made this really stupid kind of, um, you know, remarks and comparison. Yeah, there's been guys who've made dumber comments than that. Who is the Who is the guy saying that Everton was going to finish with higher points in Liverpool this year because Richard they're signing? <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. You know, he has since deleted that tweet, right? It doesn't have anything to do with gender. It has to do with you just 
not knowing your stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he since deleted that tweet, but obviously the, it's it's still floating around because someone has screenshot that because it's just stupid. Um, okay, uh, okay, you know what, Cameron? We had this discussion three shows, four shows ago. Who's going to be the uh-huh. Liverpool player of the season? You are the guy that says, without a doubt, Salah. You know what, mate? You are right. You are right. You're absolutely right. I love Bobby, but hey, man, these records when they're falling like this and more to come, there's absolutely no doubt. Now, I'm going to ask you this question, Cameron. Do you think that he continues like this, he's actually going to catapult himself past De Bruyne for the PFA gong? I, I think he already deserves it as of, as of now. You look at the stats for, for the for Premier League right now. Um, he is, I think, he's got nine assists and De Bruyne's got 14. So he's got five less assists but then he's got 28 goals compared to to De Bruyne's uh, what is it uh, seven or I, I I honestly can't remember. But he is the player of the year in the Prem. There's no doubt about it. That for, for he's, he's the player of the year for Liverpool. He's the player of the year for Prem. Um, I'm not saying that um, he's a completely better player than De Bruyne. De Bruyne's maybe more the po- the more polished. Uh, product um in terms of um his, the longevity of his career per se we don't know time will tell but Salah is definitely he should be a lock for the player of the year in the prem okay um tradition dictates that the player of the award pfa player of the award uh he usually goes to the winners <laughs> goes, <laughs> yeah that too a key performer, key performer in a title-winning side, usually, right? So that's yeah. um, uh, Hazard, Mares, uh, Angolo Kante uh, in the last three years. Okay, um, but 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 there there have been exceptions. There have been exceptions. Gareth Bale. Okay, um, mm-hmm. uh, Suarez. Suarez won the award. Bale won the award in consecutive seasons yep. before Hazard. Uh, before Hazard, okay, and they and and Suarez and Bale didn't win, uh, didn't win the league title, okay. Um, uh, Gerard, Gerard, Gerard w- w- uh, was also named PFA Player of the Year in 2006, and he never won a Premier League title. So right. there have been there have been exceptions, okay. So now here then is a question here, okay. Key performer in a title winning side. Now let me ask you this question. If we take Kevin De Bruyne out of Manchester City, will they be as good? Therefore, then lies this discussion with comparison with Salah and Messi, right? Because Salah has never, you know, I said several times, of course, it's, hum- it's, it's, it's his humility speaking, saying that, okay, it's, it's because of my teammates that I'm able to do this. But for Messi, he does all of this in spite of his teammates, Right? So at which point do we cross over? It's like, okay, you know what? Are we able to say now that without Salah, Liverpool won't be where they are right now? Aaron, what, what are your thoughts around this? Yeah, I was kind of silently thinking that exact thing uh, when we were just, when you guys were discussing that. Um, I think, you know, you could say I mean, the things that Salah are doing, I mean, just in a game today, you know, maybe if he's not there, it, it is a, it ends up one nil. I mean, I don't know, but um, he is doing a lot for this team. I think with City, they could not have De Bruyne and still be as good. I think um, 
you know, Silva is just as creative. Yeah. Um, both of the Silvas, actually. Um, I, I, so I think, and that's what, and that's what I look at from De Bruyne. Yeah, he can score a goal here and there, but he's more of a creative player to me. Yeah. And that's you know he gets a lot of hype and rightfully so. I'm sure Chelsea fans are just livid all the all the all the great players they've had in that team. But um, yes. you know he doesn't really do much defensively. He doesn't really, and that's why I feel like Salah. Um, he should win the, the the player of the of the league this season, I believe. Um, I mean, he's just doing some amazing things, but he's also doing a lot of other things as well. Like you know, getting teammates involved, tracking back a bit on defense. Um, you know, he just has a really really strong uh, football mental. I mean, I think he's really really good as far as making decisions and being at the right place at the right time. Again, his pace. I mean, there's so many qualities I think he has that when you really think about De Bruyne, and it's probably not a popular opinion for for non Liverpool fans, but it is what it is, you know, because everyone loves De Bruyne. But I just think he does so much more for the team um, and just has so much more to his gifts, um, you know, to his skill set than, mm-hmm. than De Bruyne does, than he offers. So, so yeah. Oh, and uh, it keeps on rolling for, for Salah. There's no, there's no stopping this guy. He's just on his, he's just, he is fire, as I said. Okay. Yeah, I love that you said that. So yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, Champions League. Let's talk about Champions League. Uh, but first, firstly, um, okay, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, Cameron, are you happy with this or not? Um, I, I'm in the boat where, as a Liverpool fan, we get to see Manchester City twice a year already. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to see the, the likes of, of uh, maybe a, a Barca or a Real Madrid or a, or a Bayern Munich, even even if for some reason like those games don't go the way we want them to, I want to see those top players playing at Anfield. I want to yeah. see us playing against the top the, the top teams in the world. Um, and I'm not saying that City isn't, but we already get to play them. So um, I don't think that this is a in uh, in any way um a, a fixtures that we can't win. Um, but okay. I'm a little disappointed that we don't get to maybe host a, a Ronaldo or host a Messi or host um, the the top players of like Ribery and, and Robin and, and see those players at Anfield and, and, and to see them on the field against against our team. Um, and uh, I mean, maybe we will later on after we beat City. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you there, Cam, because I mean, I, I'm exactly thought my thought process is exactly the same as yours it would have been nice it would have been nice um you know to to travel a little bit and then you know have you know have all these other european teams i mean liverpool european royalty finally back uh in the quarterfinals um and it would be nice to play against all these other teams that we usually don't play in the league yeah so um although now we know that there will definitely be an english team um um uh, uh Hopefully, us most likely us um, in the semi-final. So that's one. So that's an advantage. Um, Aaron, I know we had a discussion offline from this podcast, um, and we talked about some of this weird bravado um, that's been going on from both sets of fans. Um, I can tell you, I mean, you've seen the the look on the face of Manchester City's uh, Siki Bagistrin. I just can't pronounce his name <coughs> properly. When the draw was announced, he didn't look too pleased. <laughs> mm. He was like, oh, God, 
you know Liverpool yeah. I don't know what's going through his mind right now at that point of time maybe it could be that ah uh, you know what it would have been nice to play someone else and other than another pre- uh, Premier League rival or he could be like oh fuck this is the only team that could beat us or something like this I don't know what mm-hmm. going through his mind the and only then, team that has begun yeah yep. and then you've got two sets of fans he's like you know uh, you know with this chest pumping and you know false uh kind of pride and all these kinds of stuff They're like you know we're gonna slam you we're gonna beat you and you should be afraid of us and all this nonsense Aaron what is your view with this regards to this matchup yeah um, I think it's a, a real chance for us to put a marker down listen the first game we played them we know what happened Mane gets sent off whatever I, my feeling is we, we should never have lost by that much Cam and I spoke about this earlier this week and um, I feel like you know, and then on the other hand, second leg, if you will, at Anfield, we pretty much torched them to the last few minutes of that game. So here's a chance for us to say, listen, first game was the first game. Second game, okay, maybe we got one on you guys. We had two legs. We ended up playing them four times this whole season. We got two more chances to really show that we're at least on their level, if not better. You know what I mean? I know it's not the Premier League, it's in the Champions League, but still, there's a chance for both fan bases to have a little bit more to say over the summer and also give us some momentum going into the next season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether that's Champions, Champions League season, Premier League season or not. So I love this matchup. And I get the people who feel like, like even Cam was saying, and I, and I agree, you, you do want to, it is the European Championship. So you yeah. want to be playing. It doesn't give you a European feel to be playing City. I get it. But at some point, we're probably going to play an English team anyway. It just happens to be right here. Semifinal might have been better, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at some point, we would have had to play them. Um, why not do it now? Why not knock out the arguably the favorites? Arguably mm-hmm. the best team in Europe, um, definitely in England. People are saying, "I love it. I love the matchup. I can't wait." Yeah. Um, knock on wood, you know our guys are healthy to that point. But there's some tricky games in between. I think for them, United, for us, Everton. But I cannot wait for these legs, man. I really can't. It's going to be a really, really good game. So right. I'm happy about the tough. Yep. And then I'm going to give one controversial view, yeah. uh, real quick. Um, I think the the draw is rigged. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Let, let, let me speak out here a little bit. Um, so you've got the two best players in the world, Ronaldo and Messi, on Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona for um, years now. Yep. They have never matched up in anything other than a final. They mm. always play in the final, if they're uh, whether they're in or not. The, like you can look at the brackets and and <laughs> they're on opposite sides every time. Then there's no way that they match up, and it's ridiculous. And I and I get it. Like if you're if you're in charge of the of the Champions League, you're gonna be like, why would we make the two best players in the world play against each other in right. anything but a final? Yep. So I mean, I mean that's maybe just me being a little upset about the 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 draw, but at the same time, it's kind of ridiculous that it hasn't happened in. I mean, since ninety two, ninety three. I mean, and then also since they since they've been at those those clubs. So, just a little controversy. As as, as far as uh, as far as conspiracy theories go, that's that's pretty good because I think I I believe you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, def- it definitely <laughs> seems that way. A couple believers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from a marketing perspective, at least you know. I mean, these guys. They're going to um, make more money if they play in yeah, a final. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yep. But so. do, do you then... Okay, I'm going to push that conspiracy theory further then. This boat further. Yes. Do you think then that 
the rig goes further than just having these not this having these two players meet uh well actually no need to ask this question really so basically they want a barcelona madrid final right yeah it, that's, it, that's what they want. they want if it's possible yeah they they um i've I, I went back and researched it a little bit and even the times where where barca would have uh or say barca lost in in the in the quarterfinal even if after that draw they wouldn't have played real madrid in the semifinal every like every single time they they're they're matching up in in the finals so, so if you go look on wikipedia and you look at the bracket breakdowns everything mm-hmm. um it it just doesn't it just doesn't happen so yeah well um i think barcelona roma no disrespect to roma but barca have that right yeah yeah same with bayern i mean it's it's you bayern. see what they're doing and and let's be honest no one thinks we're going to beat city i mean some of our own fans don't even see it so they've matched it up where they have the top four teams that think they're going to make it against teams that quote-unquote should lose. The Juventus-Real Juventus Madrid game, eh, it could be good, but I think Real Madrid get past that. Um, if you saw the, the draw mm. in the Europa League, it's the same thing. The top four teams that they want to go through, they've matched them up against teams that they quote-unquote should beat. So okay. you, you see what's going on. You see what's going on. I mean, at least, at least it looks that way to me. Um, but yeah, I think Bayern has it. Has a matchup where that's, that favors them. Barcelona obviously does. And again, like you said, no disrespect to those other teams, but I think they all have pretty favorable matches. So, yeah. Okay, coming back happens. to coming back to City Liverpool. Um, okay, I have another perspective on this one. I think. Okay, I think Liverpool needs um, rivalry. You know, mm-hmm. we need we need rivalry, and I think we've come to the end of one rivalry. Okay, this Manchester United Liverpool rivalry, I think it's over. Hmm. Okay, I'm just putting it I'm just putting it out there because United are no longer the team that they were before. They're no longer the team that rivalries with Liverpool are built on. Was hmm. built on. That's changed. The dynamic has changed. Manchester United are no longer that same team. I'm not saying that they're less dangerous or they're not a, uh, an effective an opponent or whatever but I think you know what I'm saying philosophically the football is different the outlook is different the views are different okay they fancy, probably fancy themselves up right up there with, with the Barcelonas and the Madrids of the world and, and although they are not okay other than financially other than on the books so then the most viable opponent in terms of rivalry in the league I would say would be City so you know this makes sense then. So it's the yes. dawning of a new rivalry. I mean, we've played them a couple of times now already. We've lost to them in a final as well. Okay. So it does make sense that, you know, this is dawn of a new rivalry that's happening right now. Not, not really dawn, but it's really fully fledged right now. Liverpool, Manchester City is the new rivalry. Uh, maybe not so disrespectful as it was. They say we were against United. But... You know, city fans will have their own say on this, and uh, plenty of disrespect, healthy disrespect, will come into the into the frame, regardless. <laughs> okay, what's your what's your? Um, yeah, we we touched on this setup a little bit. How how do you think um, we are going to approach this uh, this case, these two games uh, home? Um, and you worried that the the return tie is not at Anfield or not? I'm aware. Yeah. No problem. 
Yeah, uh, I, I think that, oh, go, go ahead, Aaron. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, it's cool. No, um, I was going to say that um, City doesn't even fill up their stadium as is. I think that um, after especially the, the United game that we saw, the, the atmosphere that we brought to Old Trafford, and even after the game was over, we're singing, and, and, and we've got all the flares and, and the smoke, the red smoke, um, after the game's over. I think we can bring that atmosphere to the Etihad and almost make it basically like a home game. It's a 40 miles down the road. It's not going to be hard for a lot of Liverpool fans to travel to. And I think that we can bring the atmosphere of Liverpool to that stadium. So I'm not too worried. Good points, man. Yeah, good points. Uh, so then by extension, can we say that Pool City is the tie of the quarterfinals? Oh no question, no question. Absolutely, I think that'll be the I think that'll be the one that most people are are really in, uh, into watching. I mean, um, especially neutrals. I mean, that's that's that is the tie that everybody's going to be looking towards. And I think you bring up a good point about the rivalry um, because both fans really really hate each other. And sometimes and this is just on social media, and I mean, I've gotten into it with you know people who run YouTube channels for City, um, and so it's it's one of those things where you're starting to realize that these may be the two teams going forward. That are fighting for that that title. I, I believe it. I see it. Um, I think United is not going to be around to be in that conversation for much longer. So I like the idea of a City Liverpool um, rivalry, and that's what makes this this matchup uh, so good coming up. And then Sterling, that whole thing. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But another pod. But you know the Sterling factor, and are they going to play him, or is is, is uh, Pep going to say, you know what, we've given you enough chances with this. Let's just put you on the bench, maybe as a a spark off the bench. So it's just so many different talking points. But yeah, I, I like that idea of it being a rivalry. I like that a lot. Uh, not forgetting the rivalry between the managers. Klopp, right. Guardiola, Guardiola, again. You know, coming from the Bundesliga and then spilling on here now. And, you know, a lot of stuff is parallel, you know. Um, when, when Pep was manager of Bayern and, and Klopp was manager of Borussia Dortmund. Uh, and they were always, you know, tooth and nail against each other, despite one being the, the giant... Uh, financial muscle and it's the same again the same story again uh, and despite all of these um, you know uh, 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 factors that would say would put Klopp at a disadvantage um, he has got a very healthy record a good record against uh, uh, Guardiola and it seems also this rivalry seems to be more respectful in a sense maybe not again not between fans fan bases but at least between between uh, between the, the 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 managers, say that again. So I mean, I mean, it may not have been, it may not be a res- respectful rivalry between fans, but at least it's a respectful rivalry between managers. Oh, ab- yeah, absolutely. Club, club you, you can see when that when they um, when they're when they're against each other, they're 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 very respectful, and especially when you hear them talking about each other, Klopp respects Pep, Pep respects Klopp. And and rightfully so, they both earn it. But then, <laughs> you can see that <laughs> neither of those managers really respect Mourinho because he's just kind of a yeah. shithead and um, old school. And so I, I I do really see this as the the rivalry going forward. The two two best managers in the Premier League and and just the the two that play the most like attacking beautiful football. So, and that's the other respect: the respect for the game of football. Yeah. Respect for the game. Um, Klopp said, you know, uh, when he was asked uh, <clears throat> his views on this on this matchup, he says during a game, he 
he meaning Pep, he is always 100% in. I am 100% in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they've got both. They, when, they, when, they, when they, you know, amazing, you know, they put these guys across each other in a poker table. Poker table. I want to see, I want to see that, that matchup as well. But, but you also see that. That's, that's so true. I mean, as fans watching the game at the stadium or on TV, you see that that's, that's true. They're both very much in. I mean, we know Klopp. He's, he's all the way in the game. But, you know, Pep as well. Whereas you got guys like Arsene Wenger who never stands up unless he's arguing with the ref. Mourinho might come up a little bit, but they're, they're both, like you said, they're both really, really, really into the game in, in every way. And really, I want it for Liverpool. I want it for us, the fans, but I want it for Klopp because everyone thinks Klopp is a clown. He's a joke. He can't win the big one. That's that's the whole thing people yeah. keep saying. Um, and I really want this for Klopp um, just as much as I want it for all the other obvious reasons. But I want Klopp to be able to, to get this, this, uh, this trophy. I really do. Yep. I want Klopp to to get this trophy. Um, but again, specifically, just looking at this particular game, um, I want us to do the to, to the to do the business against City, simply because I think it's a it's a good. Um, how do I say? It, okay, coming back, you know, Mourinho talking all about you know again making lots of excuses, talking about spending. You know, uh, I don't know whether you saw that part two uh, interview that he did. He just went off the rails. It's a really bizarre. You know, you know which one, which interview I'm talk, I'm referring to, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, philosophically, both managers Pep and Klopp are quite similar in a way. Okay, it's fair mm-hmm. enough to say that. Okay, the difference there is then is the investments that Manchester City spend versus our process versus the way we do things. Okay. Uh, Mourinho talks about you know all these players that he doesn't have, uh, and then I put out a tweet saying you know Mourinho, Mourinho talks, talks about all the players he doesn't have, while Klopp has put his head down and transformed three players. Salah is a winger, outgunning everyone else. Bobby is a false nine. Sadio Mane used to being in the spotlight now, carrying Ma- Salah on his shoulders and providing assists, assists for him and being comfortable in the role, being a team player. And, and, and Klopp has intimated that many times in the post, post-game uh, presses as well. All the different players that he's transformed, okay? So for football, I hope Klopp wins and go and pushes past City, not just not and beyond the philosoph- football philosophy perspective, but, you know, the process. Yeah, for the game. For the game, yeah. For the cynics, you know? For the cynics, they said that it's only money that, that can win titles now. Let's change their minds. Yep. Yeah. Love it. That's a great, great shout, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hand on that high then. <laughs> I know my out when I see it. Guys, thank you very much for joining me on this show. Thank you, uh, listeners. So once again, uh, do subscribe to us on iTunes. Search for Forecast. That's F-O-A-R-C-A-S-T. Uh, and then various plat- Android platforms as well. Thank you very much for listening to us. And thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Cameron, for joining me on the show. Talk to you soon. See you later. Thanks for having Take care. Bye.